the Mel K show. We are in a very bizarre time when it comes to law and order in this nation and what is going on with our constitution and our constitutional rights. And one person that is fighting very hard to make sure that those rights are preserved is my guest today, Ed Martin. Thank you for joining me, sir. Thank you, Mel. Nice to be with you. Oh, well, very nice to be with you. There's just not enough lawyers out there. There's not enough people standing up and speaking out and showing up. And you really are. And I wanted to have you on so my audience knows about your work and what is going on. And uh, you can kind of dispel some of the actual misinformation about our yeah. legal system and many things happening. But first and foremost, tell my audience a little bit about your background and uh, what you do. And then we'll get into some of the cases and topics that I, I want to explore. Well, thank you, Mel. And you know, um, you mentioned um, uh, the lawfare. We were talking a little bit off the air before we started and the attacks on our country. You know, when I was a young boy, uh, my, my father is the one who sort of made it out of a, uh, of a tough life. And I had a wonderful life, sort of middle class. And But my dad was a lawyer and it was always something I thought was a noble calling. And I am a lawyer. I went to law school and I, I worked at the highest levels. I clerked uh, at the Court of Appeals just below the Supreme Court. And I worked at big law firms and I've uh, been all over the world. And, and now I work for a non profit trying to push what I call conservative policies and and uh, pro-family and uh, and what what my old boss the late Phyllis Schlafly used to call America first before that became uh, trendy again and but at the heart of it what I tried to do is create an opportunity a, a way that I could be able to pursue the things that mattered to me most and not have to worry about uh, you know, a tenure track position or a big law firm. And I've been very blessed. And so when the January 6th happened, I was there that day. I was, uh, I was at the ellipse, uh, with the president that I walked up to the Capitol. I have a, we have an, our, our organization, which I run the Phyllis Schlafly Eagles is based in St. Louis, but I live in Northern Virginia and work in DC to try to drain the swamp. And, uh, so when I saw what happened with the, the, um, lawfare and with the January 6th, I had been there, I'd been involved. I recognized, um, something was off. And so I was, you know, again, I was, uh, I'm a member of the DC bar. So I represent some of the J6 defendants directly uh, with some better criminal lawyers. I'm not really a criminal lawyer. So those guys come in and help. And then I'm on the board of the Patriot Freedom Project. And that, in this context, that's probably the most, the thing I'm most proud of. The Patriot Freedom Project has raised a bunch of money to help pay for lawyers, but it's also raised a bunch of money and helped families. And one dirty little secret about what Joe Biden and his administration have done and targeting the people at January 6th, they by and large let the rich people off. I hate to sound like a class warrior, no. but it's just simply true. If you had money, you could get good enough lawyers and you're at home, at least at home. Most of the time you're, you're free and clear. The people that are rotting in the jails and getting 10 years in prison are working Americans and military veterans and, and frankly, the norm people, we the people, and they've been targeted. And so when we raise money at Christmas, the Patriot Freedom Project, you know, we're sending money for a turkey dinner. We're not sending money for a ski trip. You know, we're not sending money for a second car. We're sending money for a carburetor on the one car that needs to keep working. So, um, you know, we, we've got a real problem in this country. And yet we uh, we were together on January 6th, uh, just a few days ago in, uh, in New Jersey with a bunch of the families. And the human the, the great thing about Americans and human beings is we'll overcome anything, put it in our way, we'll overcome it, and we got to do it together. And uh, we got to call evil evil, uh, and we got to fight, but we also have to celebrate every moment we have together. So we were doing some of that with our friends. 
Yeah, I think that's great, the work you're doing, because the one thing that is being left out is that many of the people that have been persecuted uh, from January 6th have families, have children, a, lo uh, a oh. children. A lot of them were the were the breadwinners in the family. I have a couple friends, I've had on many of them, but I have a couple friends that are in jail right now from January 6th that literally their family had to move back in with their parents, with right. all their kids right. and, and all of right. that. It has destroyed these people's lives to the core. And then many of them um, were forced or, you know, because of what you're talking about, out and very early on they panicked they used a lot of fear people were taking plea yep. deals or going exactly. with government appointed exactly. defense yep. uh you know public defenders that were on the right. other side so we have right. all right. these people whose lives were ruined and the one thing left out are their children and, and their right. and their loved ones and their wives and their wives yep. and loved ones but let me say something let me be i'm gonna get started and get upset and then you'll see i'm all, i got too much irish in me but i'll get angry Good. and tell you one of the one of the most outrageous things about what's happened and why when you think about the villains in this you have to remember villains like liz cheney and nancy pelosi because the only reason you can get away with manipulating the legal system to hold people in jail for minor crimes is if you lie about what happened in such a way that a whole bunch of people think it was like uh, Osama bin Laden had a right. bunch of people and it was an insurrection because yes, there were people that, that even broke a window or went after it got excited, went, uh, you know, the wrong place or pushed someone all true, but that's all. That's what happens when you have a, a, a Jets Giants football game and things get out of control and they don't put those people in jail for 18 months. And they only could do it because Liz Cheney, Pelosi, the media and the prosecutors and the judges right. were willing to not just lie. It's one thing to say you go to jail when you didn't do it. It's to say it was an insurrection, an armed insurrection. We were this close to losing America. That's all a lie meant to punish People, well, it's meant to cause a political problem. It's to political advantage, but it punishes people in a way that is so despicable. It's so despicable. I can't even stand, as you know, you can tell, to 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 to, to think about that these people could do it. And then Liz Cheney is on the, the Sunday shows, you know, talking and they're saying, and Whoopi Goldberg saying, I wish you I would know. save us because you, you just say to yourself, you people are mentally, I'm being generous. Yeah, I think you're evil, but yeah, they might, if they're just mentally ill, that's probably good enough for our conversation conversation, but truly evil conduct. Yeah. And the worst part is that they're spreading so much toxic hate and ugliness and divisiveness uh, among the people that they claim to represent. But with by and, and they want this by any means necessary, because you and I both know the insurrection word was very important to whoever uh, behind the scenes was yeah. really manipulating this before it started. We know Nancy Pelosi's daughter, who does documentaries, was filming the night before. We have all this film of right. other people. This was and, and immediately insurrection was everywhere. And that is because yeah. they hope that they could use the term insurrection well, against. But nobody's been charged with insurrection. Correct. No, Of course not. Right. Of course. Of course not. No, no, not even close. Not even close. But listen, I want to tell you an even better, a more important example. An example. Last week, Joe Biden ran the first ad of his campaign, his re-election campaign, and in the ad was a picture of the gallows and the noose. Okay. Now the gallows and the noose. You said, "Oh, who had a gallows?" Now you and I both know, Mel. We've been to a lot of rallies, been to yeah. a lot of events, spoken at a lot of places. If somebody shows up with a gallows or a noose, that's what we call a jerk. And 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 and, and what we call them worse. But if that person showed up to a MAGA thing, I think a lot of people would be like, "What are you doing here?" Oh yeah. But here's what here's here's what happened. Mel, I went in to the house, the U.S. House, 
And I went through hundreds of hours of tape, videotape, and I looked at it and I found the gallows. If you go to open.inc slash J6, you can see I found the gallows. There's five men that get out of a car, three get out of a truck at uh, 632 in the morning on January 6th. Two of them get out of a cab. They gather together. They wheel across two streets into onto the thing and they set up a gallows with a power tool, with all these things. Wow. Then they leave. They leave for five hours until 1.10 p.m. when they come back and put the crossbar and the noose. And lo and behold, every reporter and TV camera in America gets an image of the gallows with the noose and the Capitol behind it. And they say, look at these sick, twisted people. And here's the thing. There's five people. I can see them. I can show you pictures of them. We can, when Bubba Wallace in NASCAR guy, when the Bubba Wallace guy, he found a, right. a, a yeah. string in his, and he said, that's a noose. And he called the FBI. The FBI had a hate squad there three hours later and 20, 48 hours later, they had an answer. And the answer was, that wasn't a noose. That was somebody tying a knot, but they had the answers. We're almost three years, three years in a week, three years in two weeks, 10 days past January 6th. And the FBI, they can't tell us who put up the gallows because if it was a lunatic MAGA person, arrest the son of a gun. I'm for that hate crime. That screwed up the world. But if it was a political operative, and that's what it looks like to me, right. or if it was a, an opera, a, a federal operation, somebody should know because Joe friggin' Biden is using it in his campaign. And you talk about destroying America. You're lying to the world about the quality of our people for what? For, a, for fear and for a political advantage. And that's why when I tell people it's an argument about political parties and political positions, it's not. It's an article about whether you want to be America or you don't want to be America. And, and that's what's at stake. And on the side of not being America is people like Joe Biden doing this to the country. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I agree with you. I, I've been saying for quite a while that it is we have a globalist billionaire oligarchy that is running our country from the bottom up, from local to national to state to federal, uh, not just elections, but also, you know, putting in uh, attorney generals, putting in judges, putting, they're funding a lot of the stuff behind the scenes with these NGOs. I find these NGOs to be one of the biggest problems in America, as far as I'm concerned, yeah, especially the ones that have the pass-throughs, like uh, through Arabella Partners or Tides Foundation. They're all controlled by the same group of billionaire oligarchs, if you follow the money. And the goal seems to be to end America. We are in some kind of controlled demolition from within, and this entire January narrative is a big part of turning us against each other. And they just keep going and going and acting like, you know, Trump and, and the MAGA people, these are violent extremists. But the truth is, Trump was in office for four years and he didn't do any of the stuff that now they're saying he's going no. to do. You see Whoopi Goldberg yelling her head off, which should be should not be legal at all. But we're in a weird world where she's saying they're going to put all gay people and journalists in, in concentration camps. Just yesterday on TV, the Joe Biden ad, the Joe Biden speech about five dead police officers, which we know is totally a lie. So at the end of the day, I really think that the goal is to make we the people fight each other to really believe right. that there is still a right. left and right Republican and Democrat party, which there is not, that are fighting each other to save some form of democracy that doesn't exist. So the whole storyline is false. But I don't feel enough people out there, especially people with giant voices and 500,000 followers that come up in everyone's feed, are even saying that. It, people are not getting the stakes of what is going on in this country, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. And I, I, the, 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 only, um, the only other part of what I'd say is the the power of big government working with big media and big yeah. tech and big business all together you know it's the bigs 
is so good at making us, all of us, including you and me, right. agitated towards each other. Like exactly. I, I, you know, I, I went, I went to the, I went to the oral argument. I, you know, I met a lawyer. I went to the oral argument of the Court of Appeals the other day with uh, President Trump about oh, wow. presidential immunity, and I watched the judges, and 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 the two, especially the two Biden appointees. As I watched them, I was having this terrible reaction. I caught myself, and I thought, just because they're wrong, I've got to be careful. Like you know, you, 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 I get, you're, we're getting pulled into a a, a base. I'm not, by the way, I'm not disputing any of your characterization of the moment we're in. I'm just saying what they do want to do is make us bad people with the bad people. Right. And and I completely can, can agree with you. I Look, I was um, the chairman of the Missouri Republican Party, and therefore I sat on the Republican National Committee. I'll never forget when I went to the first meeting of the Republican National Committee. You know, I'm a, I was about, I guess I was still, I was 40 years old. I wasn't a kid, but I was some, some you know, and I, I walked in there thinking, wow, this is the this is the group that has for, you know, decades picked the president. You know, it's a big, big important group. I got in and, and it was like, uh, uh, you know, junior high. I mean, no, it wasn't like junior high. It was like high school, junior year. Right. I mean, nobody was confident enough. Everybody was, too many people were drinking and sleeping around and all that. And I remember thinking to myself, this is not, the, these people have a lot of power and they, and they are, they are rigging the system. The primary system is rigged. Now Trump right. is beating the system because he's so extraordinary, but you don't usually beat the system that you talk about the uniparty, you talk about the, uh, the globalists, Globalists are able to pick both candidates almost every time. Trump is the only one that's shattered that. And so I watched that and I thought, you know, and I, I get in trouble with my friends from Iowa, but you know, when they have the Iowa caucuses, there'll be about 180,000 people that will caucus and there will have been spent about $150 million. Now, the only way to get $150 million is to go to the globalists right. and go to the big business and go to the big government and the NGOs and get all that money. Nikki Haley is not going and getting all that money because she thinks it's fun. She has to have $50 million to compete in Iowa and 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 uh, New Hampshire. That's the game. And yeah. once that's the game, it's designed in such a way that you and I can't play it. And therefore, over time, it's gonna select for people that play that game. And, and so but back to your point, it's, it is true that the system is rigged and we have to challenge that. It is also true that the existing uh, apparatus, the narrative machine wants to make us nuts and yeah. they're good at it and yeah. it's working. Yeah, they're very good at it. They've had lots of years. I mean, it's we're at a point where it's Goebbels, I feel like is looking up from hell being like, wow, they're good. They're really good yeah. at this. You know, I mean, that's how extreme it is at this point. But what you're saying right now is, is very, very important for people to understand, which is I feel that, you know, uh, that book, Tragedy and Hope, where Carol Quigley kind of he's yeah. one of them, actually, a super, yeah. Holy he's, cow. Like, he's into yeah. the super government. And he's talking about that they want to keep both parties almost exactly the same with the illusion of two parties. But really, at the end of the day, they're basically billionaire uh, funded control machines to yeah. decide for the billionaires what's best for them. And here's the thing, though. Do you feel that um, let's say Trump gets in again? And and I, I do hope that that happens. But my thing is. I think we really need to reform what you're talking about because good people that would want to run for office, there's multiple reasons people don't. One is the financial side. One is the terrible abuse that people go through. Their it's like gladiator. Their families, their friends, their whole lives are scrutinized. They're they're destroyed by by both sides. And then the other thing is these lobbyists. I I feel like the lobby lobbying should be illegal. I honestly believe that it's it's legalized bribery. But these NGOs also they have all these shell companies that give grants and all this money. Right. It should not cost a uh, a uh, uh, even fifty thousand dollars to run, let alone. $50 million to run. This is why good people that are good law-abiding American patriots, 
that might want to be in government, they don't even they, they can't even begin to run. Yeah. Well, first of all, I've got uh, you, you said so many things that I have to unpack, Mel, and I'm sorry for your, oh, your listeners it. and view, your viewers that may not want to listen to this. But Carol Quigley is an extraordinary benchmark. Do you know that when when uh, Bill Clinton accepted the Democrat National Committee nomination, he spoke of his mother and father, his mother and Carol Quigley. Carol Quigley was a Georgetown professor who was half a lunatic, but actually wrote and admitted that there is a cabal of insiders. And Bill Clinton said, I love Carol Quigley, isn't that great? And, and Phyllis Schlafly, the late Phyllis Schlafly was like, holy cow, they're admitting it because in the 60s, in her book, A Choice Not an Echo, she called the Eastern establishment the kingmakers. And she yeah. said, the kingmakers keep picking losers and they're controlling the Republican party and they kept wanting to, and, and now we're down today. So it was, and the, the funniest thing about that is that Bill Clinton was admitting it and now everybody tries to deny it. Look, the, the most 100%. important thing you said there though is, the power of when government is so big and has so much money to distribute, when it has the ability to pick winners and losers so dramatically, the natural tendency, and I mean that natural, it's not unnatural, it's natural tendency is for people and corporations to want to influence that to succeed. And so it is, I agree with you that it would be better if you could run for office if you're a regular person and the system is broken. And here's another example that, again, conservatives will get nervous when I do this, but Citizens United was this famous decision that said corporations can spend dark money in politics. Phyllis Schlafly and the left said this is a terrible idea. The people on the right said, oh, finally, we can get big corporations to dump money in. And what happened was big corporations did. And you know what they are? They're godless. They're, they don't care about America first. They don't care about any of the values. And they're mostly, most importantly, I say, they're pressured by their wives, who are all liberals. And they're also pressured by their shareholders, who are too liberal. And so the point is this. When you say, how do we get this, get the, clean up the system, that the key is to try to devolve power. Now, is that even possible? I, some days I sit here and say, how would it be possible? Because I think lobbyists have to have, have to have some uh, limitation on banning lobbyists, because I would say January 6th was actually citizens asserting a constitutional right. We actually were saying to our elected officials, right. we want you to address this. That That's another part of what should be protected. It should Because it wasn't a Giants-Jets football game. It was actually citizens saying, we know something was screwy. We feel it. And you guys got to address that. And you, what is your answer? And the answer was watch us squash you and right. lie about it. But, but my, so there are that we do need a major uh, change. The question is, how do you um, garner the the energy? You know, I was a Tea Party guy, and I watched the Tea Party get decimated, destroyed by the establishment, waiting them out. You know, and right. picking yeah, them sure. off, and they got they got I this know. group to go run for office. They got this group, and by the time it was done, there was not a unifying mission right. and a unifying sense of what to do. So, how we get a unifying sense of what to do is is a real challenge. And I think for now, it's it's Trump. But it can't be Trump forever. It's got to be something bigger and something more basic. Um, and, you know, I, 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 I'm not sure about it. I'm, many days I say yeah. to myself, the, the, um, you know, no, no uh, empire, no republic is forever. And yeah. sometimes I wonder if we're, you know, we are in last days. I, I'm just I'm being honest with people. That's how I feel. Yeah, me too. And if the American people do not wake up and realize we are all on yeah. the same side, 
than, yeah, than yeah. you know, which which there are many things I, I see in this next year that that kind of can, I think, unite because I believe, honestly, that left of center, right of center, probably 15 percent on each side actually agree on almost everything. Uh, you know, there mm -hmm. could be little bits and pieces, but of the thousands of things. And also, I, I also believe that that whole group of people, um, which is a lot of people, if they understood that the their neighbor is not their enemy, that we have an actual enemy and and the enemy is, is those who would like to destroy America from within. And it's getting to a point where there are multiple things going on. The one um, thing that I think is the biggest disaster is our foreign policy at the moment. And it is oh, not yeah, getting any course. attention at all. And, right, and, right. One, and, and as you watch these people, first of all, your thoughts on Austin uh, being in the hospital with not giving any <laughs> chain of command or continuity or any of that that he's supposed to by his oath and, and being in the as secretary of defense. But on top of that, while that was happening, there were drone strikes in Baghdad. There were there were drone strikes in the Red Sea. I mean, they, they, it was going on. And the secretary of defense, unbeknownst to the president, was apparently in the hospital getting an elective surgery. The second underneath him, the president and Kamala apparently didn't know. The woman underneath him didn't know. So who, it, it's very yeah. scary right now. Like. This seems like the most dangerous well, thing, and, and people aren't even talking about it. Well, a couple of things. One is I, I was chief of staff to the governor of Missouri. So I had cabinet directors that would report to the governor, but through the chief generally. And so my job was to know, I, I would have fired whoever this was. I would have told the governor, you, you know, fire him or fire me if this had happened to me. I don't know how they're not holding someone accountable. Uh, but but be that as a main one thing I would say is it just goes to show the, the department, the defense secretary is not running anything. He, right. He's a figurehead, That's what and, he I'm went, and he went and he went right. and, and he and he went right from either Boeing or Lockheed Martin's board to the to that position as as just a, a signal. And so number, the number two isn't running anything either. It looks no. like so. And to and to your point, when when and we can do this, the, the liberal Republican, he really was a Democrat, General Eisenhower, when he was president, warned right. us about the military industrial complex. He said this this is the coming together, not just the big money, but big power, and therefore you got to worry about it. And I have had some conversations with the old guard in the CIA who say when the CIA got corrupted and started to do the nation building stuff as opposed to case. intelligence yeah. they, they, and once that happened you're in a you're in a you're in a a, a place where you're not going to control things well and that's what we're doing look when John Brennan and and James Clapper are trotted out all the time and and quoted credibly when they're such liars and they're so dishonest and dishonorable it, it, you know you say to yourself this is crazy but back to your point one of the things that's happening it's wonderful it's happening Young people agree. Uh, lower income people agree. Now, educated people agree. Is this notion of wait a second? America first means you know we look out for our neighbors and our allies, but we can't do this. You know we're not going to do this. Now the problem is, as you know, Mel, I think we all agree on that. I bet you seventy percent of the country says stop the forever wars. Yeah. Except. We're still pouring billions into these countries. We're still pouring weapons into these countries. So, I, you know, again, it, you can't change it overnight, and maybe you never can change it. But I think we're we're at least seeing a change in the mentality and and change in the sensibility. On the other hand. You know, the greatest threat to the country is the communist Chinese in terms of what they could do and how they're influencing us between TikTok and our schools and all the rest. And mostly, just like with the Soviets, most of the people want to whistle past the graveyard. You know, Phyllis Schlafly oh, in the yeah. 1950s and 60s was saying they're infiltrating our State Department. And people were saying, oh, cut it out. You know, we got good people. They come in. They come in for Yale. They're not communists. They were all communists. Right. And right. now we have the same problem <laughs> in, in our current government. That So I, I would like to think that Trump, one of the things he can do dramatically 
is is uh, in the in the size and scope of government. But I'm not sure he can beat this Congress, meaning both parties anyway. But I would say Trump's got a two year window as the new president where he can try to dramatically change the trajectory. Uh, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, you know, yeah. imagine what they're going to do with the power of the of big government, big media, big tech and, and big business to try to stop Trump. Then uh, it'll be wild. Well, we're going to try to figure that out before he gets there. But what I do, <laughs> what I do believe with what you're saying, though, also is we have to raise the tent and actually start acknowledging that there's a uniparty and they're either pro-America or American in name only, as far as I'm concerned. Yep. And at yep. this point, you know, the, the big thing with the what you're talking about with the Chinese and the foreign policy. And sometimes I talk about um, the document by the Project for a New American Century that was like the, the, the kicked off before 9-11, but basically kicked off the uh, war on terror that never ended and is still going on. But a lot of that stuff mm -hmm. was this military plan and, and putting bases yep. all over the world and and all these military interactions that, you know, you brought up the CIA, there's also a lot of the black ops and the and the regime change and all of that. I think we went made a strategic error uh, because what it appears to me is that the Chinese Communist Party, uh, who is far older and wiser, in, in my opinion, because of 5000 years of being on planet Earth, did something right. very different. Their Belt and Road Initiative, in my opinion, is also their military plan. And what uh -huh. they did around the same time, literally around the same time, China put out their plan for taking over the world or controlling the world, whatever you want to call it. And they did the Belt and Road Initiative and they went around the world building ports and, and you know, mining and giving money to all these different places. Uh, but they will control what goes in and out of those places because they have the, the railways and they put their people in. And they've done this all over the world. When you look at the map right. of where the Belt and Road <laughs> Initiative is, there is nothing we can do about it except for to start preparing to counter it. We have not been countering yeah. what they're doing. And <clears throat> while where they do that, and they do this all over the world, then they have 130 countries that are involved with the Belt and Road Initiative. But the truth is that we could have done the same thing and still can, where we're exporting freedom and liberty and prosperity, and they're exporting uh, control, communism, socialism. And that is something that we're not doing. And I don't hear anyone. There is nothing we can do at this point with all these disasters, be it Afghanistan, Ukraine, everything that they've done in the last three years. The, a lot of these world leaders were not fans of Obama. And this is O'Biden, as far as I'm concerned. And I feel like they're done dealing with them. So no matter what anyone says out there, whether they like or hate Trump, whatever the case may be. I still believe that our best bet to not go into a nuclear next level kinetic war with half the world, certainly these BRICS nations are aligned, is to sit down with these people and talk about what peace looks like. And I don't see anyone talking about that but Donald Trump. And also, I don't think that these world leaders, after watching Ukraine and Afghanistan and whatever's coming with Taiwan, I don't think they'll even talk to Blinken and Biden and Sullivan and Newland. I do think yeah. that they would still talk to <clears throat> Donald Trump. So yeah. That's why I well, I, I mean, I, I, I totally agree. Look, I think that I think that Biden will I think Biden will um, actually settle the Ukraine war because he knows Trump will anyway, and he's got to do it. So it'll force him to do it uh, because, as you point out, Trump would go in and he'd say to Putin and Zelensky, guys, shut this down. You know, you got yep. 10 minutes, shut it down because I'm, I'm I've had enough of this. Uh, but but let me pause and say one thing about the Chinese communists and, and be more hopeful that there's no place where the communists because they're communists. They're not just like different than us. They're not like a monarchy where they, they yep. have some sense of 
of property rights or anything. Full on communism. It's not just godless, which it is, which is a problem in the long run. It's also so dominating that it, it, it won't work. But as you point out, they plan on it, you know, working for a thousand years. And we're saying, well, it won't work. Well, they're, they're smarter than the Soviets, right? The Soviets actually put themselves in a box too fast. They got themselves overextended too fast and they couldn't sustain it. And poof, poof, it was gone. I do think the communist Chinese have a problem, how they're managing things yeah. and all. And what we can't do is take on the same, excuse me, the same uh, path that they did because we can't keep up. So it, to your point, you know, part of our people will say one of the reasons we're building bases in the world and, and going out to fight wars is because we've got to be a counterweight to China. That's not what China's doing. They're not right. fighting any wars. They're, yeah. What they're doing is building cell towers in uh, in, in Gu Guatemala right. so that they can have a connection to the people. What we have to do is be really good at the things we do, which is technology and right. and all that, and let the world come to us and be uh, be in the marketplace. I but I, But I also think that there's a part of us that has to be clearer about what China is. I mean, again, TikTok, as far as I'm concerned, I'm with Vivek, I'm not with him on a lot of things, but in, in banning TikTok, I think he said that, I think he uses it anyway, but he said he would ban it. I mean, we have to be really, uh, these universities have these uh, uh, Chinese funded Confucian institutes. We have to stop mistaking tolerance for kindness. Kindness is get rid of those things. Get stop this madness. I would send home all of the Chinese students that are here, all the rich people in China, send their kids to America and we let them go to our university Universities. Why? Because they pay cash and our universities love it. I'd send them all home until they stop the fentanyl trade, right? Until they stop stealing our stuff. And when they do, then we say, okay, guys, you want to send your people here? We don't even have the courage to do that. And here's the last thing I'll say. When you have a president who has now admitted that it is true, he's now admitted it is true that his son got hundreds of millions of dollars from the yeah. Chinese as well as Ukraine. They admit it. He just says he didn't do it. Right. But when you have that situation, you say to yourself, these decisions that are so obviously like weak towards China, you start to say, is this guy compromised? Is that how, and back to your point on the, on the, on the world, the globalists, if you're in cahoots, you know, Jill Biden did an interview earlier today, or that's I said, my husband knows all these leaders. He gets along with them. He's all great. And I'm thinking that's the problem. That's the problem. Some of these got people he shouldn't get along with. And he, if he met him once, you'd be like, I don't want to be without scumbag. And, yeah. and so, you know, I, I think it's, I think we're in a, it, it, you know, we're in a real fight, as you point out, this, this coming election is going to be a big deal. But the Chinese communists are right at our door and around us. Yeah. And we've got to be real about it. And I don't know how much they, these people like Joe Biden. I think they see him as easily oh. manipulated and easily corrupted for 40 years now. And I think they also had a big hand in putting him in office, as did BlackRock and other people that wanted him because they are all into Agenda 2030. And most people right. don't know that Barack Obama, without our consent, without the American people understanding that Agenda 2030 was a global governance plan uh, where all their 17 sustainable development goals, all the globalists together will decide for the world. This is in their own writings, in their own paperwork. Well, you know, what we're talking about now with this world situation is I still believe that Putin and Xi and Modi and Kim Jong-un and the prince of Saudi Arabia and most of these people would still sit down with Donald Trump and 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 talk about he said, even yesterday, he said, peace through strength. Talk about, okay, we don't want a nuclear war. We don't want a kinetic war. It's a waste of, lot. to think in 2024 that anyone thinks a solution to anything is dead humans or, or innocent right. children fighting over, in 2024, there's no need for that. 
if you just want to negotiate, and it's not about the military industrial complex or what I believe, which is at every one of these wars is a banker's war. Because at the end of the day, you know who wins the wars are the people that rebuild wherever is destroyed. And we're watching it in real mm -hmm. time with the money that they're allocating into Ukraine with BlackRock, Vanguard right. and uh, uh, CCP and all them already having plans to rebuild Ukraine. So my thing, too, is the American people should understand we do not have the military uh, personnel to fight now because they're they're ramping up the Taiwan thing. It's it's exactly the same rhetoric as as Ukraine. Taiwan has a lot of issues, all of that, but they're ramping it up to kind of have us back now another you know arena of war. Let me tell you something. I don't care if you're black, white, gay, straight, Jewish, Christian, Muslim. Your kid is going to be drafted if they do if they open one more sector of war, they don't have enough people. So that's another place. Right. I think the American people where I think Donald Trump wants the wars to end and wanted them yeah. and will not go into that. And I think that that's one place whether you like Trump or not, our best bet to stay out of another arena of war where we could possibly have a draft. Is that because I just think yeah. most people do not want the wars to continue, let alone never wanted this war. And, you know, I, I just think that there's not an anti-war movement. And I'm surprised that there's not. And I wonder if that's because of January 6th. Uh, I don't know. I was about to say but I was about to say make a connection to January 6th in the sense that uh, when when, you know, one of the things that Trump did as president was he I, I, this is crazy that I have to say this, but in the light of the coverage, he actually was abiding by the Constitution more than most of them. You know, Biden, Obama wasn't asking if he can drone anybody. He didn't care. He was he was just I'm going to do Trump because in part because they were all against him. He constantly was having to do give and take. He was constantly being struck down by the Supreme Court and having to deal with it. And, and my point there is actually we need to get back to a balance where our Congress is the one that, that has to check on a war fighting, right? That right. we do have a War Powers Act, but we ought to have a more specific sense that we're not going to let our one president draw us into war or one president. Now, the problem right now is that we have a Congress that wants to fund it too. I, I concede that. But, you know, I think we have more and more Americans that are running for office and oh, yeah. J.D. Vance is up there that are saying, hey, wait a second, we want to change this. And, and, and again, the real danger in January 6th, there's two things about January 6th that are a pivot in American history. One is... It, it stopped us from talking about how broken the election was. Whether you think the election in 2020 was stolen or you just think it was a broken election, meaning I ran the election board in St. Louis. When I looked at the elections in 2020, I said, that didn't work right. That 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 did not, because every election has two goals. One is to have count the votes competently. And two is to instill confidence that your right. vote counted. Both yeah. of those things have to happen. Otherwise, it doesn't matter if you count the votes and nobody believes it, or if they believe it and you don't count the votes right. So uh, when, when January 6th stopped us, from that conversation. You were not allowed. If you did that, you were somehow part of the insurrection group. The second thing, though, that happened, Mel, and is that the January 6th has been used as a, as a sort of opening in which to truly destroy the rule of law and the Constitution. I mean, we've never had a situation where so blatantly we have due process ignored. We have we have juries that are not fair juries. We have judges that are not impartial in the way you'd expect. We have a situation where the balance that the general and and by the way, we're not just in silly Georgia court with that corrupt woman oh or in God. New York where this lady. Oh. We're in federal court, the crown jewel of the world in federal court in America with the Constitution 
institution and it's being trampled and yeah. people are, are, are saying, you're saying to yourself, how can this be happening? And it's an opening where now you see all across the country, the class of people that should have stood up and stopped this, the lawyers, they mostly step back. They mostly step back afraid because they yeah. all make a good living and their kids are going to college and they're worried about that. And, they, and I'm not blaming them. I'm saying that's a very common symptom of what happened in totalitarian regimes, especially the communist Soviets, where the people that have the power and influence step back from any opposition because they're just going to take as good as it gets right now. They're going to you know, not, not rock this boat. And so that's that part of, of gutting the Constitution and, and watching this happen is dramatic and, and, and real and a factor in what the way people are thinking. But I'm not sure that Americans understand it. The rest of the world sees it and they understands do. it. Yeah. But but Americans are like, well, you know, it balances out eventually. Uh, you know, this that. Uh, you know, he's been indicted seven times. Yeah, you know, Trump. He's been this. indicted. He, yeah, yeah. It's you know, well, oh well. You know what? So anyway, it's yeah. a it's a big I moment. Think, yeah. I think another thing about January six is too. I feel like there's hundreds of uh, thousands of Americans that want this war to stop. One don't want to go to war with China. Don't want to find better solutions. Want our troops to come home and actually start a defensive post posture. We're not defending America. America. They're not defending Americans' interests. They're not defending our border. They're not defending our country. We're not countering China with defensive measures. We're not. Yeah. We're not. We're not taking back the land that obviously the CCP owns. We're not taking back the businesses. We're not taking back the intellectual property. There's so much we could be doing to counter China without war. Uh, and they want to go to Ty the war in Taiwan. And I believe that that's the globalist yeah. billionaire bankers that are paying for both sides of all the wars, including in Israel and Ukraine. The money has to be taken into account for, for that. But the big thing also I think January 6th did was it made people too scared to go address the grievances that they have with the government in protest as they did in Vietnam or even around Iraq. Yeah. I feel like right now there is a movement of people, I know a few that do what I do, that are on the other side, um, that would go down there and have a rally against the military industrial complex and, and the endless wars. And they want the wars to end. They want the money audited. They want to know where the money's going. And people are too scared because they're scared that they're going to be infiltrated. And what happened on January 6th will happen with any gathering. And I think that's very dangerous too for America. Well, well, and let me tell you very specifically, Mel, about that as a, as a lawyer who is knee deep in this. Your listeners probably have followed the 1512. One of the laws that was used right. against the January 6th is a felony. It's a felony called 1512, obstruction of official proceeding. And the law was passed in the 2002-2003 time period after the Enron debacle. And it was passed by zealous prosecutors, probably overzealous. But they said, you know what? We couldn't get some of those participants in Enron, the people that were trying, we couldn't get them on obstruction of justice or destroying evidence because they were just outside of the investigations. They weren't yet in a formal investigation. Let's create this broader evidence tampering uh, statute. And it was, it was obstruction of official proceeding. It was designed to be broader. It was designed to give prosecutors a lot more power because they thought they deserved it. And one of them was Andrew Weissman, the guy that trickles down through all this history. And, and when they got that, and it was supposed to be about evidence, uh, the quality of evidence, and it was under the witness tampering part of the, con of the, of the, the statutes. All the way down to today, starting with the Mueller investigation, Andrew Weissman is saying, you know what, let's expand 1512 to basically any obstruction of any official proceeding that we like. If you obstruct the official proceeding of the Kavanaugh hearings, that doesn't count because right. you're on our side. If you obstruct the official proceeding of a school board and you're on the other side, oh, that's one, right? And if you obstruct uh, this electoral process count, that's an official proceeding. And they took 
you know, you sh- many, many of these people should have been charged with misdemeanor vandalism, misdemeanor trespass, and gotten 30 days suspended sentence and a thousand dollar fine. Right. And, and then they put, as you pointed early in the in this in this conversation, they put on this felony and then they went to guys, my clients, and they said, here's the deal. You've been in jail for 18 months already. If you plead to this deal, you have to take the obstruction official proceeding because we want to tell everyone we've got people pleading guilty to that and we got it on the books. If you take that one, we'll drop the rest of it and we'll we'll tell the judge, hey, just give them four years. You already served 18 months. You'll get some good time off. It's only another 18 months. Take it. And, and if I'm the lawyer, and I was, a couple of my guys, I said, guys, if you roll the dice on this with these juries in D.C., because the juries aren't fair, you're going to get 10 years. So I'm just I'm sorry. I know you didn't do it, but the system is broken right now. Take that deal. And you could people tell me all the time. They're like, oh, you should stand up. I say you tell it to some guy who's 38 years old. He's going to be gone for 10 years from his family. When And so my point here is that's what they did in terms of taking. And remember, here's the point that 1512 is used to stop what you just said, your yeah. ability to communicate what you care. Because right. you'll be darned. What if you sign a petition that is used to stop a proceeding? And they say, ah, you signed that petition. This going. was a petition. And, and that's where they're going. And if you're on the wrong side of the ledger against the regime, right. you're in a hot seat. And that that is exactly what the Soviet communists did. It's exactly what the Soviet Chinese do. It's what totalitarians do. And that's what Andrew Weissman and Joe Biden and his Lisa Monaco are advocating for. Those are the people that are trying to destroy this country. And the scariest part about Weissman, and this is also Eisen, and we know, uh, what's his name? Um, You know, a lot of these other guys are out there. Even Eric Holder is out there. They're all doing this stuff. And and the truth is, uh, the lawfare stuff especially, and, and, you know, besides the Trump cases, which are totally ludicrous, and everyone knows that. And what's scary is most American people, because I follow a lot of news around the world and have journalists all over the place, uh, tell me the whole world is watching what they're doing to Donald Trump in horror. Even most, first of all, most people overseas that I talk to or do shows with, obviously, are pro-Trump, they're pro, they want America to succeed. But the one thing that is happening right now that I'm getting from, you know, places all over, Turkey, Monaco, Ireland, people I talked to, Romania, all these people are saying, why aren't the American people standing up? And the problem is that they're starting for the first time in our history, and the American people need to know this. They're starting to blame us. It was always like they could blame our military industrial complex. They complained in the government. People all over the world are watching America. And what they don't understand, I think, is that part of January 6th was to make us terrified of doing what now the the yeah. farmers in Germany are doing and doing what right. they do That's in right. Poland and doing what. So right. the American people, for the first time in history, are too scared to go and address our grievances with our government while the rest of the world is saying, why aren't they doing it? And it's creating a lot of chaos. And don't forget it. The reason that we've gone into a lot of these wars is because they use propaganda, mostly paid for us for by the taxpayers of America, especially since Obama switched the Smith-Munt Act. And we were convinced that the, the Russians were terrible people. Let's cancel all their vodka and get them kicked out of all the sports and stuff, you know, and all right. of that. Well, at what point does it become, let's cancel all the Americans from foreign countries that think that yeah. about us because we are too scared to stand up to this tyrannical, disgusting, globalist-run government. And I, I really yeah. hope people see that. Now, the one thing that you brought up before and I want to talk about, and I'd like to have you back because you're, you're excellent and I agree with so much you're saying and there's so much we could talk about. But the last thing, because you do understand this and you brought up um, Barack Obama and droning, he had also joined American citizens um, as yep. president. Um, 
many, many drone strikes that we didn't even know about that he called on his own. Remember when he came in, yep. he said, I don't care if people support me. I have a pen and I have a phone yep. and I can do whatever I want. Uh, you know, right. uh, also Barack Obama's background was totally hidden from us. Nobody knows about his Franklin Marshall Davis. They knew very little about his weatherman underground upbringing. They knew very little about his real church and his real background. And, um, you know, all of his stuff where he was very pro-socialism, pro-communist. Now they're looking into his time at Harvard because of what's going on at Harvard. But it's a little late. And the truth is now they want to rescind Trump's immunity from when he was president. Yeah. And my question is, okay, let's say they do that. Does that mean that then we can go back and try Obama? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you because here's the thing. I think whatever I think whatever um, uh, Trump is charged with is so silly because I mean, as as, the the silliness of what Trump they have to say just to I know you know it, but to say it again, they have to say basically that all the conduct where he was saying I think the elections let's check on it, check on it. They have to say that they can read his mind and he actually believed he lost. He was just doing this for fun, and nobody can prove that based on all of the actions he was taking where he was well, saying, you know, uh, yeah, it's exactly. Not it's not true. Right. So, so, so my point is, I think it's very hard to see how you can get uh, Trump uh, convicted. I do think that president Biden, if the, if, if the, if the standard is who is, you know, criminal conduct in office for president, I, I believe there will be, now he's probably so addled that he's not actually involved with a lot of things. So it'll be easier for him to say, well, that wasn't me, but I think that there's on the border, clearly lawless, criminal, criminally lawless, already the way that the treason. border is being run. Already yeah, already, already, exactly, already. But then also, also with uh, the conduct of the Department of Justice, you, you know, you you can make a very easy case that, that the influence that we're seeing now come up is, is not just undue influence, it's ethically bad. It's improper under various laws that have to do with conflict. And so I would say, okay, let's do that. I want to charge somebody, by the way, with whoever ordered this plan to use 1512, because Weissman's not in the government. I think it's Lisa Monaco, but there's if there's a memo there that somebody did, I want to say that's outside of it because it was clearly so mean. But that's just yeah. because I can't stand, well, I can't well, stop, stop. But but Obama, but Obama should be rung up on the on the uh, drones. And here's yeah. what I, I here's what I here's what I think. By the way, this is what you're, I'm gonna tell you something I haven't told anyone publicly. I've told other people privately. I think Trump should when he come, if he wins and he gets to be president, he should come in and the first day he should pardon a whole bunch of the January six people. Probably not every single one. You probably got to check on a few of them. Make sure you you know die. But he should, he should have on somebody the first doing that now. Well, yes, I agree. I I said the same thing. But so on the first day, he says, I'm going to pardon all these J6 people. But just to show that I'm not pardoning only people that support me, I'm also going to pardon Obama and I'm going to pardon Biden. I'm going to pardon. I'm going to pardon Jim Biden. And by the way, when you pardon them, you when you pardon them, they now have no ability to resist testifying because there's no Fifth Amendment where you can say, I, I'm not going to incriminate myself. And I, by the way, I've been saying that to the I see I've that. been saying that to the Congress. I've been saying that to the Congress for months. They should they should offer vote a, a, a Hunter Biden immunity and now say, now you got to testify. There's no Fifth Amendment. Once you're not liable, there's no fit. It's why it's how Ali North didn't go to jail. Ali North did not go to jail because he had congressional immunity. When they tried him anyway, the Supreme Court said, you can't do that. The guy was given immunity. He's allowed to say what he said. So I, I think Trump should go in. But I agree with you that if, if you're going to hold Trump to this silly action, you're going to have to hold these other guys, in this case, these two guys, to the and maybe Bill Clinton. Let's go back and let's, yeah, I, let's well, litigate Bill all of it. the most to me. I mean, I, yeah. I've been through his crimes since Mina, Arkansas. But to me, it's like if I'm Bill Clinton or I'm even George W. Bush, I'm calling yeah, them. Right. I'm calling them right now and being yeah. like, you better <laughs> let cut, him cut keep it. his immunity. Yeah, like, exactly. This That's is not good. We don't need that. Yeah, no, we, we no. don't need so that. So if yeah. I'm one of those presidents, I am on the phone with the most powerful people in the You're world right. being like, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
yeah. whatever. Shut, because, shut that down. Yeah. yeah also, I agree because with you. the charges against Trump, there are no, he didn't cause, there was no insurrection. So he didn't do that. But right. the truth is, even the cases in New York, in Georgia, all these cases, there are no victims. There right, are victims exactly. to a lot of the crimes of uh, yeah. the Clinton right. Foundation should be, yeah. that case should still go forward. I believe that some of it is in tax court, but until somebody's in there. But honestly, all these presidents, and, and guess what? Not just the presidents, the people that ran the cabinets, the joint chief, uh, if you're going to debate immunity. These people right. must better get it. You know, that's so crazy. Yeah. And I, and you're talking about Weissman and all these people. And I, it's just so amazing because I don't know what they think the end goal is, because I honestly believe uh, I'll start. I'll go on the last thing. When I talk about the globalist billionaire oligarchy, I've really dug in to this agenda 2030 and Obama signing on and all these these development goals and all of that. And it's really huge money, money and power transferred to this globalist right. billionaire oligarch elite. But when I see that Samantha Power, Chris Ray. Sullivan, Blinken, Kerry, uh, you know, Podesta, all these people are going this week to Davos to have a conversation with the globalist billionaire oligarchy about the future of America is one of the panels. I'm saying right. these people are talking about global governance and their first statement in their whole Agenda 2030 and right on the World Economic Forum website is that nation states no longer work. And that global right. problems need a global governance. And you see what the WHO's doing. You see what the UN and the WEF are together. They are not separate entities. You see what the, all these world banks, you see that the Biden regime put in a uh, commitment to Agenda 2030 halfway, where if you look at it, it's from September 2023 on the White House website, global goal commitments. And you read through it. Everything's about globalism. These people going there to me, the American people should have a real problem with yeah. people that are prioritizing well, global goals while our country burns. What is your thought on, on, on the people that are actually not doing their job? Well, I mean, the one thing I, I, I say is that, you know, humor and and uh, and mocking these people is sometimes the best way to feel right about. It. I mean, I, you know, John Kerry, it just makes you laugh. I mean, these people are pathetic. And to your point, though, in there, you know, your, your comment was, what's their goal? I, I think it's I think that there's um, two ways to think about it. One, I think there's a set of people that do hate America and want to destroy America. And they they think they're smarter than everyone else. And they and they you know, they, they should be in charge. You know, yeah. I mean, it's hard. It must be hard if you're a guy like Bloomberg, for example, you know, you worked hard, you were smart, but I don't think anybody says Bloomberg is a genius, but suddenly he's one of the richest men in the world and nobody tells him that he's ever wrong again, right? And so Never. he suddenly thinks I'm right all the time and I can muscle my way through. And and I, But the second one I do think is that uh, I think people uh, really love just, it's old fashioned power, power and money, power and money, power and money. And th this is a way that they keep feeding each other. By the way, Mel, I have to tell you the highlight of my week now is the fact that I did this uh, interview with you and we talked about Carol Quigley. Nobody talks about Carol oh, Quigley, I, but I've Carol, Qu Carol Quigley. on it. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm so happy. And more importantly, to your point, we know this. This is not a conspiracy theory that Mel and Ed came up with to talk today. This is what they've admitted to. And when you can see it so starkly, one of my favorite things about this moment in history is is we probably wouldn't have known who uh, showed up at Davos. By the way, I'll tell you a quick story, Mel. You'll love this. Phyllis Schlafly, who you would have loved to know, uh, the late Phyllis Schlafly, when she was in her, uh, her 30s, her and her husband went on vacation to Georgia and she bribed the concierge. And she got the, the list of who was at the Bilderberg meeting. Oh, now, the wow. Bilderbergers were one of the early, this was, and she, the Bilderbergers met in Bilderberg uh, in, in Europe at a hotel, I think it was yeah. called. But then they met uh, off of the coast of Georgia. Some of your viewers probably know the Jekyll, Jekyll Island. Island. It wasn't Jekyll, it wasn't right. Jekyll Island. It was yeah, up we from went there. there but check she, it out. Yeah, but, 
but she went to she went and bribed them and got the concierge to give her the wow. list. And on the list were guys like like Kissinger in 1958. Nobody knew who he was yet. He was already he was already in the system at these meetings. McNamara was there. Right. All these people you'd know. And they were, and so you people say, oh, you know, Mel and Ed and Alex Jones and all this, except we keep being proven by the facts. And right now we get to see the registry of John Kerry's plane. And when they get off and we say, they're all there. They're not yeah. hiding it now. They're yeah. just doing it out in public. And that's good for us to see it. Now, as you said, at the beginning of the program, we've got to, people got to do something about it. They've got to yeah. vote. They've got to care. They've got to move and they've got to change things. Yeah. Maybe you'll come back and we'll do a whole show on, um, on tragedy I, and hope. And because he, he lays uh, out the whole thing. <laughs> it's a terrible it. book. It's a terrible book. It's so boring and so long, but it, you know, Phyllis wrote a book called Kissinger on the couch and it's a thousand pages. Oh, also, it'll put you to book? sleep. Just, it'll put you to sleep just like Quigley did, but they both were right. And they're both really important. And they're telling you the truth and the truth yeah, and the, the best part about what you're saying and what I'm saying is <laughs> these guys don't even hide it. And guess what? On their own websites, you don't have to yeah. believe us. Just I say, no. just go to weforum.org and put in global governance and see what they say. Right. And then tell me that exactly. any U.S. official <laughs> that is Amer that is is loyal to America should be there. And they shouldn't. Yeah. And uh, right. thank you so much. This has been such fun. We'll have you back. Uh, hopefully right, you'll no. come back often. And uh, okay. I really appreciate what you're doing. And God bless your work with the January 6th families and the January 6th defendants. So please tell everyone where they can go to donate. Yes, to the thank you. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, very Patriot, important. I, I, yeah, I'm on X at Eagle Ed Martin, and I'd love to hear from your viewers and all and at Eagle Ed Martin. But, but the place to go is PatriotFreedomProject.com. It's a really good group. It's run by Cynthia Hughes. We're, we're lean and mean in terms of getting the money if you give a contribution to the families and to the guys in jail. And so PatriotFreedom project.com thank you so many people helped us uh, uh do a lot of great uh giving at christmas and uh and so we're very grateful yeah i heard from some of those families uh before i had you yep. on and i'm i'm just really grateful because people are forgetting that these people had families and lives and they need help yep. the, the families exactly. need help so i really appreciate you doing that and we'll see you again thank you so much sir thanks mel it's great bye-bye Everyone's been asking me what I've been doing because I am in better shape than I've been uh, probably maybe in my life and I am now thriving and I have so much energy. I'm going around, I'm doing all these tours and I'm doing the show and I'm showing up at small events and big events and I'll tell you the one thing that's definitely changed my life is superfoods. Mel Cake Superfoods. When I got involved with superfoods in the beginning, I was not eating right. I was not sleeping right. I was not, uh, it was mid-COVID so I wasn't really doing much and I was doing a lot of things wrong and then I found superfoods and it has changed me from the inside out. Not only have I dropped weight, which wasn't even the goal, I really wanted to detox, I wanted to help my immune system, I wanted to make sure I didn't get sick while a lot of other people were and superfoods came into my life and changed everything. I now think about what I'm eating, I don't have cravings, I don't eat late night. There's a whole protocol, it's so easy, it's laid out for you, you take it out of the box, it's there. All your food's taken care of, all your nutrients, all your energy, all your protein. It is an amazing way to change your life from the inside out. Superfoods changes everything. It gives you a protocol, it gives you a schedule. You know what to do, you know what you're eating, you feel great, you look great, your life's getting better. And the one thing I know is you can go to themelkshow.com, go down to Superfoods and you can start your journey. Because today is the day. I will tell you, I waited and I waited and then I started Superfoods and within three months, my entire life changed uh, for the better, more than I could have imagined. MelkShow.com, go to partners page down to Superfoods and click on the link and you will find a whole new world that will change your mind, change your body, change your life. 
So when you get superfoods, that helps me and helps this show keep going. I cannot tell you how much it's changed my life for the better, and it will yours too. And enjoy the rest of the show. Mel K Superfoods. Get over there now. There's no time like the present. Oh, I hope you're enjoying the show. I was just talking on my new Patriot mobile service. I have to tell you, I'm so excited. They are incredible. They are America first. They they align with my values. And you know what? It's unlimited minutes, unlimited text, Wi-Fi calling, unlimited data, high speed, everything that you could use, just like everyone else. We have our time, we have our vote, and we have our money. And the great thing about Patriot Mobile is your service will be exactly the same. Difference with Patriot Mobile is they are an America first company. And what they do is they reinvest their money into causes that matter to me and matter to you and matter to this nation. At Patriot Mobile, those causes are the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness, the Constitution, and our children's future. So please go to themelkshow.com. Patriot Mobile is a partner of ours. Please use the code MELK. What I can tell you too is that they are supporting me and they are supporting creators because they believe in the First Amendment. They believe that censorship is wrong and they are going to put their money where their mouth is. Do what you can for the creators out there that are doing what I'm doing. Please go to Patriot Mobile, MELK Show. All I can say is thank you so much, guys. Supporting my partners supports me, and Patriot Mobile is absolutely awesome. I checked them out. We're switching to Patriot Mobile, and we hope you do too. Thank you so much.